Hello and welcome back to the Equipped Man Podcast, where I explore what does it mean to be a man of God in the 21st century. I'm your host, Luke Wance. All right, I hope you guys have been having a good week. Hope everything's been going well. Make sure you're you're staying prayed up, studied up. Uh, just focus in on the things of God, because because God is moving. God is God is changing things right before our eyes. I know in in my own life, it's just it's it's been a, a a really great journey this past week of just seeing what God can do and and just God illuminating the different paths and 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 options in my life. So uh, it's been really eye opening. It's been really fun for me. So let's get into this week's episode. Um, I'm going to tell a little bit of a story about David uh, that kind of gives an insight into what type of man David is and also what what does that mean for us and, and how can we kind of emulate that behavior and that stance in our own lives. So uh, for this day, for this story, for this snippet, I'm, I'm mostly going to be looking at 1 Samuel chapter 24. Uh, my favorite version usually is the uh, the Tree of Life version. Uh, it it kind of blends a lot of the original uh, Hebrew t- uh, meanings of words and, and all into the into the story. So I, I really dig that, and I, th- I think it's really cool to to see some of the old language and old words. But again, you know, use what is use what's best for you. You know, some people like more of a story. Some people more like more. The, the literal, the scholarly. So whatever version of the Bible, whatever translation you prefer, you know, go with it. Um, you know, because ultimately it's it's what what can we get out of the word of God? You know, how can God speak to us through his word? And, you know, whatever way communicates best to you that message, his message, um, you know, stick with it. So that being said... So in 1 Samuel, you know, there Saul's out looking for David and his men and and all and and he's just takes a break, goes into a cave, go to the bathroom, you know, just right there relieves himself. And no big deal. This is what happens. Um, you know, it's it's like everybody knows, you know, everybody in the Bible poops, you know. It's like, you know, stories, you know, Jesus pooped, David poops. Um, you know, it's like, it's, it's fact of life, you know, they just don't talk about it. But in this case, it's one of those things that David and his men were actually hiding out, um, taking a rest in this cave towards the back of the cave. When Saul decides to come in, um, Saul comes in, lifts his robes, squats, does his business. And his, uh, David's men notice that Saul is there and they get the attention of David. David sneaks up cuts off a corner of Saul's robe. You know, a lot of you know this story. A lot of you have heard this story probably, you know, and he just, you know, he does, he cuts off a corner of the robe to kind of say, hi, I could have, I could have done this. And he goes back to his men and all of a sudden he's like, you know, I I shouldn't have done that. That's disrespectful. Um, we're going to leave him alone. We're going to let him go in peace. And, you know, Saul finishes, he leaves the cave, and as soon as he leaves the cave, David comes out of the cave and says, you know, bows his head, bows low, holds up the scrap of cloth from his robe and says, I could have killed you, um, you know, and, and goes on to say, I don't know why you're hunting me down. I don't know why you're doing this to me. Um, 
but you know, may, may God judge us. May, you know, only God can judge us. I can't judge you. You can't judge me. Um, and may, may God deal with me. And Saul's response is, oh my gosh, what have I done? You know, and it's, it's almost like he comes to, comes to a realization of what could have happened and, and almost for a moment realizes the error in his ways, I guess you could say, um, you know, because he recognizes, you know, Saul, uh, David used the, the language, you know, my father, uh, when speaking to Saul and Saul responds with my son, um, because they did kind of have that relationship, uh, to a degree, uh, David was the son-in-law of Saul and, you know, it was just another thing that, you know, David and Jonathan, the, the blood son of, of Saul, you know, they were such good friends, you know, basically brothers and, and David was welcomed into the family. So they, they had this relationship, they had this history there. And so the, the realization of Saul of, you know, recognizing and remembering, that there is that history, there is that connection, there is that relationship of, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, you're the better man. You truly are the king. You truly are the anointed. And, you know, please don't destroy my family and erase my name from history. And 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 then, you know, the story moves on. But I, I wanna I wanna kind of look at this little snippet, you know, this this episode of you know, what, what does this mean? What does this look like? You know, think about it. Somebody's hunting you down. Somebody's hunting you down to kill you and destroy you. Um, has been, you know, malicious towards you. And, and here they are in a cave in a very vulnerable position. And you could just easily reach out and kill them. Would you? I don't, I don't, I don't know if I would, you know, I don't, I don't know if I could, uh, stay my hand, if you will, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would have that much restraint, you know, here I've, you know, if here I've been running for my life and hiding, um, doing everything I can. And all of a sudden the, the cause of this evil, this terror, if you will, is, is all of a sudden delivered, um, could, could we, could I, you know, have that much restraint in my life? I, I don't know, you know, but David does. And, and he shows that, that he does have that restraint. He does show that he's, he recognizes that whether he likes it or not, whether he's good or not, rather, regardless of what God has said, he recognizes that Saul is still the anointed king of Israel. And he recognizes that, that position. He recognizes that honor and, and he respects, he, he respects Saul for that. You know, he, he knows, he knows who Saul is, you know, the, the good, the bad, the, but he does, he recognizes that, that Saul, even with all of that going on, he knows that Saul is still the anointed of God and being a man of God and, and being such an honorable warrior full of integrity, he recognizes this. And, and he says, you know, he, he stands on that honor that I'm not going to harm the king. And, you know, 
almost in a way realizes that by cutting off a, a corner of his robe, it's almost a disrespectful um, and, and kind of recognizes that to a degree that is disrespectful, you know, it, and so, you know, he talks to his men and says, men, we can't, we can't attack him like this. You know, we, we need to, we need to hold back. And, and the men respect him. The men respect David for this stance, you know, as, as they should. Um, but it's, it's good to see that, you know, these warriors that are, that have been following David that are basically outcasts and rebels for following David, you know, they, they, they're like, okay, you called it, you know, cause they, they recognized, you know, I know there's not a lot of stories that talk about the men of David and, and I, I'm, I'm sure I will talk about them, uh, in this podcast and in, in future episodes, because there's some really good stories. And I know that others have kind of, kind of done like fan fiction of, of what, what were the men of David like and, and what did, how did they respond? So for for these men, these warriors to to recognize what David is saying and and see how he stands in this moment when he could have very easily killed Saul and and solved all the prob all of their problems right then and there and you know killed Saul Saul you know David becomes king all the mighty men become you know generals and in the courts and stuff like that and their their lives would have been set. Um, but the fact that they loved and followed David in that moment and recognized it, you know, it just, it's, it's a testament to, to the stance that David had, you know, the, the, the level of honor and, and integrity that was in David, not just in that moment, because if, if that shows up just in a moment, you know, it's, it's hard to convince, you know, a hundred or more men that, yes, this is how we should have done this. You know, it's this, this was a, you know, David had been building, you know, this was his stance at all times, you know? So it's not like all of a sudden, this is the one day he showed restraint and, and showed honor. You know, he'd been walking in this, that, that was his life. That was his stance and, and his men knew it. So as soon as they saw the conflict in David of, man, I shouldn't have done this. I should have left him alone. And, and let it be. And they, they recognized it and said, okay, we'll follow your lead, you know? Um, and that's, that's how the story goes. You know, eventually, yes, Saul falls, falls back into the, you know, I need to get rid of David cause he feels threatened. But, you know, it, for this moment, you know, Saul walks away realizing that he's done wrong, realizing that, that he's on the wrong path. Um, because he was, he, he was conflicted because he knew that he was no longer the anointed of, of, of God and, and no longer, you know, the rightful King of, of Israel, but he still held on, you know, he was human and, and, you know, we as humans, you know, that's what happens is, is sometimes we get, we get a taste of, of that leadership of being a boss and, that we get a, a, a taste of, of what it feels like to be in a position or, or have a title and we don't, we don't want to lose it. You know, it's almost like we'll do anything that we can, you know, e- even being in a position in a church or, um, at work, you know, it's like, Oh, that's my title. That's my position. I, I can't, I can't lose it. I can't get rid of it. You know, I gotta, 
I got to protect it at all costs. And it's like, you know, other people are like, but, but aren't you, aren't you compromising who you are? Aren't you, you know, making others suffer or, or punishing other people just to keep your title, just to keep your position. And, you know, sometimes we don't recognize it. You know, we get, we get so focused on what's right in front of us. You know, we get so focused on, you know, the, the name and, and the, the letters after, after our name and the, in the signature block on our emails, you know, it's, we, we get too focused on what we're called versus what we're called to. And, and that's, that's a trap of the enemy and we need to be careful of that. So what does this mean for us? You know, how do we, how do we as men look at this story and apply this to our lives? You know, obviously we're not going to, you know, we're not running out in the wilderness, hiding in caves and our enemies are going to, you know, come into the front of that cave and, and squat down and do their business for us to, to kill them or not. Um, okay. In extreme cases it might happen, but for the most part, it's not going to happen, you know? So what is, what does this mean? How can we, how can we take this story, um, from first Samuel and, and, put it into our own lives and, and translate it into, into something that means something for us, something that we can walk out and, okay, here's, here's, here's action I can take. Here's a stance that I can, I can move forward in. And I, I think what I'm, what I'm going to say is we need to be those men of honor. You know, we need to, I, I've, I've, I've mentioned integrity that we need to have integrity and I, I think it's, you know, that honor with it of, again, the men, David's men recognize this because that's how David always stood. That's how David always walked. We need to be the same way, you know, so that way when we, when we take a stance with our wives, with our kids, you know, they're not all of a sudden confused by, well, who is this that's now talking, you know? this is, this is our stance. You know, when, when I take a stance and on, on something and I, I say it to my wife, she's, you know, it's, it's not something coming out of left field because this is who I try to always be. I try to always have that position, um, that stance, if, if you will, in, in my life and, and the, the language I use and, and the, the, you know, the, just my, like I want to say position, but I I don't mean position, but the stance, the stance I have in my life, you know, regardless of who sees me, of of when you see me, I am always Luke. I am I am always the same person. Um, you know, you you might catch me, you might tired or a little more energized, but for the most part, you know, it doesn't matter time of day, doesn't matter day of the week, doesn't matter. If, if I'm at the store, if I'm at work, if I'm at church, the Luke that you see is the Luke that's going to, that you're always going to see, you know, um, you know, my friends that, that know me can, can testify to this. You know, my, my wife can testify to this. My, my kids can testify to this. And, and that's what we need to do. We need to be those people that we are, are, are constant. You know, we always will always have that stance of, of honor, of integrity, of consistency that, you know, 
I, I know there's a lot of people, especially in the church, they're like, you know, Hey, I want the pastors to call on me. And it's, it's at times it's like, are you that consistent person though? You know, are you the same kind of person regardless of when you go to church, regardless of the time of year, regardless of who you're around, are you going to be that consistent person? You know, I, when I went to Poland, I mean, that was one thing that my pastor said to me while we were in Poland is he, he asked me to go because I had shown consistency. I had shown that this is who I am. And there's, there's a lot of people out there that are asking that, you know, they're, they're, they're praying and they're reading and they're, they're saying to God, God, pick me, God, pick me, God, send me, choose me. And God's sitting there saying, if I, if I pick you, if I choose you, if I ask you, which version of you am I asking? And, and we need to, we need to be consistent. We, we need to know, we, we need, we need to show God. We need to show our pastors. We need to show our families that, that we are who we are, that no matter what time of day, no matter what the situation, you're going to get a consistency, uh, a, a, a stance that doesn't change from us, you know, being the man in their lives. We are constant. We are steadfast, you know, that, that that's what we are. That's who we, that's who we get to be, you know, and that's what we get to always work on every day. We get to work on that consistency every day. We get to work on showing up on speaking positive, speaking life. Um, because that's what's, that's what, that's what gets God going. That's what gets God to stand up and say, yes, I want, I want him. I want him to be a leader. I want him to, to, to start this next move. I want him to speak into the lives of people. I want him to go rescue people. You know, because if, if we're not consistent, if, if we're not even sure of ourselves, then how can we go pull somebody out of a pit and, and tell them that it's going to be okay if we don't really believe it ourselves? So, yeah, I mean, it's probably a little deeper than I thought I was going to go, but I mean, there it is. We, we get to be men of honor. We get to, we get to be men of consistency, men that recognize that even if we're not excited about the circumstances, even if we're not excited about the situation, we recognize that God has put people, uh, God has put people ahead of us. You know, God has chosen other people, even if we're not happy with how it's going. You know, even if they're trying to do us harm, God has put those people in place. Or, you know, just the fact that people are in positions ahead of us, regardless of God. You know, it, it might be your boss at work that is always trying to to get you caught in something, is always trying to, to give you more work than you can you could ever hope to accomplish. But you know, they're in that position and, and we get to honor that position. We get to honor them in that role but we still get to stand in honor and we still get to strive for excellence and we get to, we get to be consistent. We get to be constant. We get to be steadfast in that regardless of the situation, regardless of who we're dealing with, we get to be that constant stand. We get to be that constant 
honor. We get to be that constant representative of the kingdom of God, no matter what. All right. Have a great week. Stay fit. Be well. Be well.